audio version of Michael Leitman's blog. July 20th, 2022. Medium published my new article Ill Will is Scorching the Earth, literally. The current heat wave in Europe is scorching the land and killing its residents. So far, According to ABC News and other sources, there have also been more than 1,000 heat-related deaths in Spain and Portugal alone, not counting the death toll in France, Italy, and more is coming as the heat wave moves toward the UK. Worse yet, we are only in the middle of July, there is plenty of time for more heat waves to come. According to scientists, unless we curb emission of greenhouse gases, heat waves will grow even hotter and more frequent. They may, or they may not, but either way, we are the ones who determine what happens. We need to understand that being at the top of the pyramid of creation means that everything we do trickles down the structure, from top to bottom. When it reaches the bottom, the inanimate level of reality, from which everything grows, it changes it. If we ill will, it creates negative changes throughout the system, which manifest in increasingly extreme climatic and geological events. In other words, when human relationships go out of balance, everything goes out of balance. When our relations become extreme, everything becomes extreme, when we become violent, everything becomes violent. Each summer, the ramifications of the linkage between our relations and our world become more extreme, until we acknowledge that everything that exists, exists in a connected, hierarchical system and that whoever is at the top determines the state of the rest of the system. It is not as if previously, we were better people than we are today. It is simply that there were fewer people, and therefore fewer elements that exude ill will. Also, Relationships between people in the past were less toxic than they are today. While there are fewer wars today than ever, the levels of suspicion and alienation between people are skyrocketing, to the point where people can no longer trust their own family members. As a result, wars between countries are rarer than ever, but divorce rates, domestic violence, and violence in the community, are at an all-time high. Even the Internet, which we invented purportedly in order to connect people, is being used to abuse, deceive, and exploit people. The World Wide Web proves that everything we create, we use against others. When there is such a negative element in a system, and that element is at the top of the system, how can the entire system not go awry? Therefore, if we want the weather to cool, the sea level to drop, and the storms to subside, we must cool the fire and calm the storms between us. Mutual concern, mutual responsibility, or at least the knowledge that we are dependent on each other, are necessary in order to restore balance in our world at all levels, from the ground we walk onto the hatred in our hearts. Michael Leitman, on the Times of Israel, to treat drug addicts, build a society that heals them. Over the past five years, there has been a 50% increase in the number of homeless people in Israel. One of the surprising problems with homeless people is that even when they have a place to stay and adequate living conditions, they often prefer the street to housing because only there can they find drugs and alcohol. 
it is as though their addiction is pulling them out of their homes, into the street, and away from hope of a decent life. Once someone is addicted to drugs, it is nearly impossible to reverse his or her situation. Drugs are so tempting to addicts that there is virtually nothing that can stand against them. The solution to the problems of addicts is not on the personal level, but on the social one. If a society has a strong anchor that can lift such people and turn them into a constructive part of society, they might stand a chance. Regrettably, I do not see such an anchor in the current Israeli society, it has nothing to offer the addicts. Worse yet, at the moment, I do not see a society in Israel. Once we build a society, we can build a society for homeless people and drug addicts, prostitutes, and all the other disadvantaged people in the country. By society, I do not mean institutions or regulations. Society means people who feel connected to each other, who feel a bond and support one another. A society means people who get up from their seats to meet one another. If we had such people, we could build something. When you bring a drug addict into such a society, he or she sees how people live, what they want, what are their goals, their future, and what satisfies them. Then, instead of focusing on their personal situation, drug addicts can see hope, and this will vitalize them and calm their incessant need to get away from reality through drugs. In a sense, it will make addicts hooked on social life rather than on drugs. A society where people care for one another has such a magnetic power that people who come near it will not be able to disconnect from it. Drug addicts who come to such a society reject the drugs that they use to disconnect themselves from reality because it disconnects them from the potion of life they feel all around them. Therefore, if we want to solve such problems as homelessness, drug addiction, and prostitution, we should not focus not on the victims, but on the society around them. That society will determine whether they are healed or remain afflicted. Medium published my new article Confidence in Us, Institutions Down, But Us, Is Not. A recent survey released by Gallup Analytics firm has found that the average level of confidence in us, institutions among Americans is at a new low, and getting even lower. The alarming results show that 62% have little or no confidence in the medical system, 69% have little or no confidence in the church. More than 70% have little to no confidence in public schools, 75% mistrust the U.S. Supreme Court, even more mistrust the presidency, nearly 90% mistrust the media, and at the very bottom, Congress, garnering the mistrust of no less than 93% of the American people. A similar survey, by the way, conducted by the prestigious Pew Research Center, has found similar results as well as emphasized President Biden's low, and dropping approval rate. When someone feels this way about one's country, there is little you can say to that person. I believe in the accuracy of the findings, and I can only accept that this is how Americans truly feel. However, I would say that we need to look beyond America and see what is going on elsewhere. I do not deny the problems that American society and American institutions face, but compared to where many other countries stand, America is in a good position. I see other countries in free fall. 
In fact, the whole world is on a downward trend, and so the US is only part of a global slump. Nevertheless, compared to the rest of the world, it is better off than most. Even with the high inflation, I do not think that America is worse off economically than even the countries that are regarded as the strongest, such as China and other East Asian countries. People like to ridicule America and point the finger at it, but they forget that it is precisely its diversity and democratic tradition that keep it out of danger. As I see it, it is too soon to wish America to RIP. Another point in favor of America is its flexibility. It is not Russia or China, where it is difficult to change things. Its judicial system, with the relative independence given to the different states, allows the U.S. to adapt and adjust itself to changing circumstances. Therefore, despite the confusion currently engulfing much of American society, I have faith that it will come out of it, and come out strong. From my perspective, America's strongest point is its democratic vigor. While politics is very far from me, I do think that we can look at how America absorbs and tolerates so much, yet builds itself and changes itself according to the changing events around the world. It can do this precisely because it is a democracy, because it senses the will of the people and builds itself accordingly. In conclusion, despite the current slump, I think America's resilience will help it through the decline. Those who cry out wolf, cry out because they know there is no wolf, and when the dust settles on the upheavals and the false alarms, America will still be standing strong. There is still time to stop the explosion. While the embryo is in the mother's womb, it is completely dependent on her and receives nutrition from her. But after birth, the umbilical cord connecting him with his mother is cut off, and he is forced to become independent. This is a sign that the child is moving to a new state, to a new degree, and can communicate not only with the mother, but also with forces alien to him. Our whole world is based on interdependence, and the baby will still have to learn that he depends on someone. First, from his mother, then from his father, other relatives, a teacher at school etc., we become more and more aware of how dependent we are on the people around us. When we become adults, we go into the army, work, meaning, we go out into life and begin to explore the world. And then we find out that there are strangers who can harm us, and we learn how to behave. The correct upbringing consists of making sure that in any place, wherever I find myself, I feel as comfortable and safe as in my mother's womb, so that there is always an environment around me that takes care of me, and I try to take care of everyone in the same way. I have to learn how to build a proper, kind connection with the environment. Nature always teaches us, how to be an independent individual, but at the same time actively work to unite the whole society. During its thousand-year history, Man has already developed to a state where it is necessary to begin to unite into one community, so that everyone feels that he belongs to all of humanity, and a good future is impossible without a proper connection with everyone else. Any person in the world is obliged to realize this and thus connect with others. This is not easy to do in the modern world that seems very hostile and frightening to us, that threatens us 
with a nuclear world war. We need to understand that the state of the world is critical and can suddenly explode so that not even a memory of us will remain on this planet. And at the same time, as we revealed the vital need to live in peace, we are seized with mortal fear of what may happen as a result of our antagonism. The situation is very dangerous, but at the same time significant because it clarifies to us where we have come to and that there is no other way out but to ensure global security for everyone around the globe. Otherwise, we will simply wipe ourselves off the face of the earth. We live in a special time when everyone is obliged to understand this and start talking openly in order to find out what needs to be done to achieve common security and mutual guarantee around the globe. From Cab TV's World July 12, 2022 In fact, everything is simple. Time is motionless, it is we who are moving in the wrong direction in it, Stanislaw Jerzylek. Question, what does this mean to you? Answer, if we want to cancel our egoism, we will immediately feel how time uncurls like crumpled paper. Suddenly it is straightened up, and becomes smooth again. All crumpled surfaces and corners straighten out and become one common whole and we are on it. This is the plane of time. Question, is it a harmonious state? Is it harmony? Answer, harmony is when I merge with this plane and feel that there is no vector of movement in anything. There is only me and this plane with which I have to align myself. That's it. I go into this plane, and I exist in it. This gives a person a sense of simplicity and singularity of the world. Question. So does all this running around, all this complexity of everything suddenly disappear, and only this simplicity remains? What is this simplicity? Answer, the fact that there is only one force that exists and operates, which I need to get to know, discover it for myself, and become like it. This is the force of bestowal, of melting into everything. From Cab TV's News with Dr. Michael Laitman April 7, 2022 Tree of Life The Book About the Creation of the Worlds Arisal, Ari, the greatest Kabbalist of the 16th century, wrote the book The Tree of Life in which he fully outlined the beginning of beginnings, the creation of the worlds. He described what he himself felt while studying the wisdom of Kabbalah. In principle, the concept of the tree of life existed before him. But he unfolded it in such fullness with a beginning and an end and with roots and branches that everyone really saw what the tree of life is. Question, what is this book about? After all, it was published only in Hebrew and has not been translated into other languages. Answer. I translated only its first paragraph to Russian. I had to add a few words to make the translation sound more literary. The book The Tree of Life speaks about the creation of the system for governing the created beings from the Creator's side. From Cab TV's Spiritual States July 5, 2022 Can we talk about the Creator? Question. It is said that the Creator has many names. How many are there and who gives them? Answer, names are many forms of manifestation of the Creator to the created being, that is, 
to a person who attains the Creator. Therefore, here we can already talk about a language. Colors, smells, and all kinds of sensations, with all these means it is possible to describe the Creator. After all, people who gradually reveal Him, perceive Him exactly in this way. Moreover, these were special individuals, such as Moses, who wrote the Torah. In our world, you have to rise above your ideas to a plane where you will reach extraordinary objectivity. There is nothing of your own in you, you want to perceive the Creator the way He is. Therefore, you must make a restriction on yourself, on all your knowledge and feelings, and then you can approximately talk about the Creator to the extent of your attainment. You can reach such a state only by excluding your egoism from yourself. You have to become as if non-existent in order not to perceive the revelation of the Creator, His various influences on you in some form and be absolutely objective. This is called to make symptom, restriction, on oneself, meaning to restrict all egoistic desires, qualities, intentions, and understandings in the heart and mind. If the Creator is the only quality of nature that does everything, includes everything, then the question is, how can we talk about him without knowing this? Here a problem arises, if a person does not make a clear effort to create the correct image of the upper force within him, which is the only one that includes everything, then he makes a mistake and depicts for himself a far-fetched image of the Creator. This is a serious mistake that usually leads to big problems, I would even say tragedies because everyone begins to transmit the Creator to humanity in the form he sees fit, that is, from his inner ideas. Therefore, people create religions, philosophies, anything they want, based on nothing but their conclusions, I heard a voice, I had a vision, and so on for thousands of years. These ideas have nothing to do with reality or even with science, with anything at all. From Cab TV's Spiritual States May 21, 2022. What causes typhoons and floods? Floods and typhoons is what we ourselves bring into nature. In principle, if we behave in accordance with water, which is an informational animating force, then it should be absolutely positive for us. In other words, if we only took from nature as much as we need to maintain homeostasis with it, then naturally we would experience the positive effects from nature and be in harmony with it. But since we introduce a huge number of negative influences into nature, we experience a corresponding reaction from it. Therefore, the water around us, and inside us, inside our body, becomes very negative. It is saturated with negative energy and carries negative, destructive information. In particular, this also manifests itself outside, tsunamis, hurricanes, floods, or vice versa, droughts. In the coming years, we will see floods in the north and increasingly more drought in the south. And you cannot run away from it. All the fertile southern lands will practically begin to dry out. How can this be explained? due to our personal negative impact on the world. That is, my opinion, desires, and thoughts have a negative impact on the world, and therefore, water, as a carrier of good, revitalizing information, is saturated with them and carries them further. 
the result is this negative impact on the whole of nature. Comment, this is probably the reason why people live for more than 100 years on one of the coral islands, at the same time, they work very hard physically, eat the simplest food, and do not enjoy the benefits of civilization. They take from life only what is necessary, use water, which is absolutely pure, and remain in their original state. My response, but we cannot return to caves. It is impossible. We have built caves of a different type. However, if we can change our attitude to life toward the good, then the water and all the information among us, will change. And then we will get a completely different reaction from nature. From Cab TV's Close Up. The Secret of Life July 13, 2011. Internal Code of the Global System. Comment. Some scientists claim that DNA by itself emits sounds and it depends on its origin. For example, the DNA of a grasshopper or a tree or a person will emit completely different sounds, words, and phrases. In other words, the common intellect of nature, which once laid down the primary information in the form of words, is recorded on them. An organism reads this information and, in accordance with it, as in a genetic program, develops. They say that experiments with DNA confirm that this common program is impossible to destroy. If everything goes according to it, then there are no errors. If errors happen, mutations occur. My response, there are no errors and there are no mutations. It only appears so to us. Because our egoism transforms and we perceive everything in that way. There is nothing imperfect in nature. Question, who actually turned on this development, this program? Answer, a thought, one single thought that represents the whole of nature. There is nothing in nature, but a thought. And everything that appears to us, comma, inanimate, vegetative, animate objects, a person, is all a thought that we, who are also a thought, perceive this way. A thought is waves, it is information. Question, if all nature is a thought, then why do formative processes occur? Why do muscles grow from one group of cells, skin from another, stomach from a third one, etc.? Answer, these are different types of information that manifest that way in relation to us. In fact by the concepts of words, letters, it is meant not our words and not our letters, but the internal code that defines each particle and its interaction with all particles. Moreover, information about the entire system is recorded in each part. Furthermore, it is interconnected with all other parts. Thus, its internal code is not supported by itself, it is supported by the rest of the whole system. The code of the global system cannot be destroyed because it is located in each of the parts. And it's not like each of them grabs and saves its own code. The whole enormous system focuses it on them, and therefore each part exists in an eternal, perfect state, as if replacing with itself the whole system. In that way, we see a holographic picture. From Cab TV's Close Up. Human Genome July 17, 2011. Michael Leitman, on Quora, 
What is the message behind Noah's Ark? It is written in the story of Noah's Ark that all lived peacefully in the Ark and saw it as because the Ark represents the spiritual quality of Bina, that is a quality of pure bestowal, one that envelops and sustains everything within itself. By hiding in such a quality, we get saved from the flood, which represents the big ego, the desire to enjoy at the expense of others and nature, opposite to the quality of bestowal, which engulfed the ark, outside of its walls, appearing in various terrible forms, volcanic eruptions, hurricanes, tsunamis, blizzards and fires. The ark protected all who were inside it. They wanted to save it. The message is that the more we protect the ark, the more the ark will protect us, because the ark is the spiritual quality of Bina, pure bestowal. Entering such a quality is like entering a womb, it protects us, from negative and harmful external influences. The myriad problems and crises humanity experiences emerge from overblown human egoism. If we build an ark, and do not eat each other, but instead dwell peacefully in such an ark, in our small world where everything and everyone is completely interdependent, then we will be saved. Otherwise, what happened to all those who remained outside of the walls of Noah's Ark will happen to us, our egoistic attitudes to each other will eventually drown us. Based on the Daily Kabbalah Lesson with Kabbalist Dr. Michael Leitman on March 28, 2013. Written, edited by students of Kabbalist Dr. Michael Leitman.